Hi, everybody. This is Jenny Hamlin, and we want to welcome you to Journeying the Word Devotionals. It's our hope and prayer that you are encouraged and challenged as we take this journey through Scripture together. We are currently studying 1 Thessalonians, and the title of our series is How to Live Your Best Life Every Day. We believe that walking with Jesus is not always easy, but He has come to give you life, and if you follow Him, every day will be an adventure. Ralph Waldo Emerson wrote, Our chief want is someone who will inspire us to be what we know we could be. Today, we will see how encouraging other Christ followers in their faith leads to a life of fulfillment that strengthens faith and keeps us living our best life every day. Here's Craig for today's Journey in the Word devotional. Well, hello, everyone. Thank you for joining with us for this Journey in the Word devotional. Over the last uh, two weeks, we've been looking at uh, how to live our best life every single day. And the first way we saw was setting a good example or making our life a, a blueprint of Christ in us for others to follow. And then we looked at how making an investment in others is critical for living a life of selflessness for the glory of God. Now, in chapter three, Paul gets really personal. Remember that Paul not only gave this church the gospel with his words, but he invested his life in them. He sends Timothy now to check on them and see if the trials that they were facing were really discouraging them and causing them to doubt. And what Paul discovers is a group of Christ followers who are staying strong in their faith in the midst of hardships and had become really a source of encouragement and joy to all of the believers who are around them. You know, what we're gonna learn as we look at chapter three We learn through this personal statement to these Christians valuable lessons about encouragement and how encouragement impacts those who are doing the encouraging. So let's look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. Listen to the first three verses of chapter 3. He says, Therefore, we could bear it no longer. When, When we could bear it no longer, he said, We were willing to be left behind at Athens alone. And we sent Timothy, our brother, and God, uh, as God's co-worker in the gospel of Christ to establish and exhort you in your faith that no one be moved to these afflictions. For you yourselves know that we are destined for this, he says. In this, he says, man, our life is really hard. We're going through a, a really difficult time. You know, a lot of people around us go through difficult times, just like Paul is talking about. He talks about afflictions and he talks about difficult times. We need to encourage others because life is hard. We've just, and still going through a pandemic when uh, a lot of people have lost people in their families, they've lost people in their social network, their relationships, and uh, life truly has become really difficult with health problems or or uh, the, the economy being, being uh, affected by things. Uh, life is really, really hard. And it's in the midst of, of this up and down of life that God places people strategically in our lives to bring us encouragement. And we need to encourage others because life is so difficult. You know, one of my favorite movie series, uh, if, if you know me at all, is the Rocky series. And in Rocky Balboa, he's trying to help this young fighter, and, and uh, he's trying to, uh, uh, to be a, a person that is, is a mentor to others. 
And Rocky said this. He said, let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It is a very mean and nasty place, and it can beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. You know, in order to move forward, sometimes we need somebody that's going to be there in our corner, just like Mickey used to when when Rocky was just a young fighter, saying, get up, get up, get up. You can do this. Get back in the game. It seems like sometimes we get hit from right to left. There's a tragedy in our life. There's a sickness. There's a rebellious child. There's, uh, There's marital problems that we're facing. But it's when we get knocked down that somebody comes alongside of us and encourages us to get up and to get moving again, that it helps us to move forward. You know, today God might use you to help somebody else move forward through a word of encouragement that you might give to them. Another thing that he says in this chapter is that we need to encourage others because our enemy seeks to destroy our joy in Christ. If you'll look down at the next passage, he says, For when we were with you, we kept telling you beforehand that we were to suffer affliction just as it has come to pass, just as you know. For this reason, when I could bear it no longer, I sent to learn about your faith for fear that somehow the tempter had tempted you and our labor would be in vain. The tempter that he's talking about is none other than our enemy, the devil. Paul was so concerned that this church might fall prey to satanic attacks, spiritual warfare, and would destroy their faith and destroy their journey, that he he sent Timothy ahead to check on them and to encourage them. How many times have you been around people who believe the lies of Satan and are living defeated lives even when they know that God has delivered them? You know, we tend to believe the worst and hang on to every criticism. The enemy loves to discourage and to depress us. You may be around people who are under serious attack from the enemy, and God has put you in their path to speak a word of encouragement. You know, your words will pull them through when really nothing else will. I read some time ago uh, an excerpt out of Max Licato's book, He Still Moves Stones, a story about Leo Tolstoy, the great Russian writer. Licato says it this way. He says he was walking down the street and he passed a beggar. Tolstoy reached into his pocket to give the beggar some money, but his pocket was empty. Tolstoy turned to the man and said, I'm sorry, my brother, but I have nothing to give. The beggar brightened and said, You have given me more than I asked for. You have called me brother. You know, to the loved, a word of affection is a morsel. But to the loved starved, a word of affection can be a feast. Whether it's love or hope or a challenge to keep moving forward in the face of trials, your encouragement could be the weapon a person needs to defeat the enemy's attack today. There's a third thing in this passage that helps to teach us about encouragement, and that is we need to encourage others because the community that it builds is priceless. In verse 6, he says this, But now that Timothy has come to us from you 
and has brought us the good news of your faith and love and reported that you are always you always remember us kindly and long to see us as we long to see you for this reason it is in all of our distress and affliction we have been comforted about through your faith what was paul saying there paul was saying that man we were really afraid for you we had we had heard so many things that were troubling us. But when Timothy came back to us and encouraged us and told us about your faith and your love, it encouraged our hearts. It created this community that they needed to have, even though Paul was so far from this young church. It's amazing what personal interaction will do, as Timothy did for this church, to build biblical community. You know, for about 10 years, I've been going over to Central Eastern Europe, primarily into uh, Hungary and Ukraine and Romania, to train Roma gypsies. When we first started going over there to train these Roma gypsy pastors, people would ask me all the time. They would say, hey, why are you not just uh, filming this and sending it over there to them? And I had to remind them, you know, number one, uh, they don't have any power. A lot of a lot of the homes don't even have any power. But secondly, When we go over there, the community that is built is priceless. We go over and we talk to them, we interact with them, and they wonder, and they've said it many times, why in the world would you guys come all the way from the United States? Why would you ever leave the United States to come to this gypsy village? And we told them it was because of our love for them, our love for one another that God has put into our hearts. You see, it encourages them every time we go over there, and it encourages us every time that we we meet with them. William Ward said it well. He said it, I think, the best. He said, flatter me, and I may not believe you. Criticize me, and I may not like you. Ignore me, and I may not forgive you. Encourage me, and I will never forget you. We need to encourage others because of the community that it builds. It's priceless. The last thing he says in this passage is we need to encourage others because when we do, it comes back to us. He says it in verse 7, but what does he say at the rest of it? He says, for now we live if we are standing fast in the Lord. For what thanksgiving can we return to God for you, for all the joy that we feel for your sake before our God, as we pray more earnestly night and day that we may see your face and be face-to-face with you and supply what is lacking in your faith. You see, the one thing that he wanted them to know was how encouraged they were with their own faith, with their own love, and how they treated Timothy and how they're praying for Paul and his ministry. It just created such encouragement for Paul that he couldn't stand it. You know, mutual encouragement creates relational synergy, and joyous community, breathing new life into relationships that could otherwise be strained and on the verge of collapse. You know, couples can go through this when they fail to encourage one another and they only criticize each other. But not only can marriages do this, but children as well. You know, I've noticed in my own parenting that when I'm overly critical, it doesn't encourage our daughter to do better it kind of crushes her spirit and creates this sense of what's the use. But we've noticed, and really through the example of my wife, 
that when you encourage, it does something to encourage them to do even more. Recently, our daughter, who is a typical teenager, uh, steps going up to a room lined with clothes. You walk into a room and it looks like a bomb has gone off in there. And I'm sure many of you parents that are listening to this are going, yeah, you visited our house, right? But you know, we've been encouraging her every time we see her actually picking something up and taking it to her room and cleaning off her steps. And she came to us the other day and she said, thank you guys for noticing what I've been doing. You know, that was so valuable to her that now we don't even have to say anything. She's just doing it on her own. Uh, yeah, she might have grown up and yes, yeah, she might be heading off to college soon. And, and uh, you know, if she's anything like I was in college, my, my room and everything else was a disaster. And yet I see something in her that she's responded to the encouragement. That's a great lesson for me that I need to encourage her. I need to encourage others because when we do, it comes back to us. Encouraging others is a ministry everyone can do. Look around today and find someone to encourage. Maybe it will be a waitress who is a single parent working two jobs to raise her children. Maybe it's a coworker who's struggling to bring balance to their life and on the verge of depression. Maybe it's your spouse or child who just needs to hear a positive word from you and not a critical word. Whoever or however, encourage someone today for the glory of God. Hey, for more resources and more devotionals, subscribe to Journey in the Word podcast on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify or SoundCloud. You can also get more resources through www.journeyintheword.com. We'll see you back here next time for Journey in the Word devotionals. Hope you have a great week.